It's time to be the queen of your stress. With the queen of stress, Dr. M. Hey there, BQS listeners, and welcome to our 52nd episode. I'm Dr. M, and this podcast is designed to help inspire change in how you see, manage, and use your stress. So you can be the queen of your stress, not your stress being the queen over you. In today's episode, we are up to our third installment of our Breaking Bad Pain Cycles and Stress Habits workshop that I held in Shell Harbour um, in August, I believe it was, August 2018. Uh, in this workshop, I, I really enjoyed sharing this workshop for many reasons. One, it was it was a brand new workshop and, and it was touching on some key components that once people hear them, they just make so much sense. They go, ah, oh, that makes so much sense now that my body's driving my brain and not the other way around. So in today's episode, in the third uh, component of this particular workshop, we start talking about how important it is to be mindful and, and a meditation practice and how easy it can be. It doesn't have to be complicated, folks. And also um, some areas that we can start working on to decrease our inflammation and increase our vitality. So I hope you enjoy this installment of our Breaking Bad series. I'm going to uh, flick it over to our recording right now. Has everybody got something that they can use for this exercise? Preferably something along those. Oh, you put your big one away. Okay. Well, did you feel it was excessive? All right. I want to show you how easy a mindfulness exercise can be. So one of the things that happens when we eat, how many people eat on the run these days? Mm. Okay, so when we're talking about, he's like eating now, he's like, yes, I do. This is great. This cereal's awesome. Um, one of the things that I think is, is really, um, it, it's sad and it also affects the digestion and it affects our connectedness is the fact that we eat often alone and we often eat on the run. So one of my mum's favorite sayings is she loves having everybody at home with everybody's feet under the table, eating the same food at the same time. There's reasons for that. We talk about it in one of my food workshops as to why it's important we're actually eating the same meals because it's from a food energetics point of view. It actually makes a difference. Okay, so if you've got one family member who is a vegan and you have one family member that is basically Paleo Pete's protege and they eat a lot of bacon and meat, is that it's not often vegans and Paleo Pete's get on very well because literally they are playing on different fields. That might sound a bit crazy, but it's how... how it works, okay? So if you have family members that are all eating different foods, it's why often you kind of feel like you're not quite connecting, okay? So it's where, if you, as I said, if you can share meals together, it's really important. If you can sit down and eat meals, it's also really important. Because think about if you go to a nice restaurant, and I love eating out. It's one of my favorite things to do. If you would like a restaurant tip anywhere pretty much on the East Coast, I can help you out. Um, but if you go to a nice restaurant that is expensive and the meal comes out and it's that big, what do you usually do after you've taken a photo for Instagram? Is you... That was a joke, guys. Okay. Clearly it wasn't very funny. <laughs> Clearly none of you use Instagram or I said it too fast. No, too fast? It was just so true. It's not even funny anymore. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> so after you've taken a photo of it, do you know there's some restaurants now that they're actually creating their meals for the photo opportunity, not for the taste? Isn't that a bit scary? But so you're in a beautiful restaurant with a fantastic view and the meal is about that big. And what do you do after you've taken your photo as you sit and whomever you're having dinner with, you're like, oh, doesn't it look amazing? How did they put it on the plate like that? How did they get that little schmear? 
just in that little translucency and you probably spend five minutes talking about how this thing that you've just probably paid $100 for that's on this large plate and it's placed just in a certain spot so there's negative space around it and you're spending time talking about it. So then what you do, because it's only this big, you get your knife and fork and you take little teeny weeny bits off it because you want to savour it. And if you're out to dinner with somebody that just puts a whole thing in their mouth, you're like, oh, dear God, I can't believe you just did that. (laughs) But think about the difference on how we actually eat when it's something that we value versus when we're just actually doing it on the run. So that brings me to this particular exercise, which throughout our day, when we're getting stressed, overwhelmed, we're feeling like we want to simplify, sometimes we just need to be able to switch the channel from the stress channel to the calmer channel. Okay, so this exercise will hopefully help you do that. It's more fun with Maltesers, but we're going to go with Sultanas tonight. Okay, if you've already eaten it, get another another one out. (laughs) Sorry, that was clearly I was way too long-winded in my my entry point. After the whole whole kerfuffle, exactly, to see who ate it first. All right, what I'm going to get you guys to do is if you've got other things in your hands, um, maybe just pop it on the ground for a second because what I would like you to do is whatever piece of food you have left is if you can actually pop it into the palm of your hand. I've done this one before. Have you? With a nest. Oh. Yeah. If it's the same thing, it may not, it may not be the same thing. Oh. With well. well, see, it wasn't a Malteser. That's why it's better with Malteser. Oh, would you, well, it's one of those things, and again, it just reiterates, if you've done it before, are you doing it at home? <laughs> so the reason why I say that is because part of what I hope for you guys tonight, and we'll set this intention at the end, pick at least one to three things, depending on your personality. Some of you will be like, I want ten things, that's me. For some of you will be like, if I master one thing, I'll be really pleased I made the effort to come tonight. So if this is something you've seen before, maybe set the intention that you do it more regularly with all your meals. Because again, a bit like getting here, you can be eating and you finish the meal and you're like, where did it go? So what happens if you haven't actually been conscious of when you're eating? You eat more. It's like the pizza that never ends. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm still, I'm still not full. I'm still not full. I'm still not full. Oh my God, it's like it goes to here and then all of a sudden it pops back up and you're like, I'm so full. Okay, so... Pop it in the palm of your hand. What I'm going to get you all to do is just to close your eyes for a sec. Brilliant. Now, what I want you to do is just actually pay attention for a moment. It might sound a bit silly, but pay attention to the sultana in your hand. Actually think about, does, is there any weight to that sultana? Or, and can you feel it in your hand? Once you've done that with your other hand, what I'm going to get you to do is to pick it up and to actually... Bring it up towards your mouth and actually just under your nose. And I want you to actually just to take a breath in. And can you smell the sweetness of of the sultana? Once you've done that, I just want you to pop it, your tongue inside your mouth, but just pop the sultana just on the tip of your tongue. Don't chew it yet, just leave it there for a moment. Because sometimes we eat so quickly, what we forget is there's different aspects of our tongue that pick up different tastes. And just spend a moment just letting it sit there and as your saliva comes around, you're probably going to get more of an intense taste. Just really pay attention to that taste for a moment. And then what I'm going to get you to do is, if you need to chew, depending on what you've got in your mouth, give it a little chew and swallow it or if you can swallow what's there, go for it. Please, no choking. (laughs) 
And then what I'll get you to do is just to open your eyes. Now what you notice, like we were mucking around, we do something, took us about 30 seconds, it was a sultana, folks, and just notice how the whole room went into a calm state. Pretty cool, right? So when people sometimes talk about meditation and mindfulness, they think it has to be really complicated. What if being mindful was just how we ate? And then we sat down at a table with our feet under the table, minus these, because if you're on these doing this, that is not mindful. I would, and don't get me wrong, I do it too sometimes. Preferably, I try not to do it when I'm eating. But, you know, you get into the scroll of death where it's 10 minutes and then you look up and go, wow, where did the last 45 minutes go? That's not mindful, that's mindless. Okay? And it's getting stuck into to FOMO. Of, <laughs> I've got to keep going because I might miss out on the one exciting thing that was on Facebook today is clearly going to be on the next scroll. It wasn't in any of the first 45 scrolls that I did. It must just be on that next one. Now, I know some of you are smiling because you're like, how does she know what goes on in my head? Okay. So what I want to do now, and again, part of the reason why I like to keep Nights Like Tonight fairly interactive is because it will help you guys remember. So hopefully it's not that painful what we're about to do. What'd you say? Oh, is it? No, my head. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure it's brick. What do you you think? Oh, okay. Oh, we're being technical in the building, in the building material. I like that. Balancing. <laughs> She's doing balancing. balancing. I like it. Well, when it comes to our inflammation in our system and the stress that might be in our system, I want to spend a little bit of time thinking about those three. Does everybody remember the three stresses that we talked about earlier? Can anybody yell those back out to me? Physical. Yep. Okay. So what I want to talk about now and spend a little bit of time thinking about it's a terrible table but you get the picture (laughs) thankfully people don't pay me for the beauty of my writing or my ability to make tables is let's think about some things that might increase pain inflammation stress on our systems and then let's think about some stuff that might actually decrease it okay so when it comes to physical we've touched on a couple of these so we might we can throw those back up there so if you guys want to let's focus on physical first what are some things that will increase pain and stress injury yeah so having a stack what else exercise certain exercise yes like poor postures yep so repetitive poor postures i'd pop that probably under poor posture what else Maybe using the couch as your bed that you end up in some weird or wonderful position on your sofa and you're falling asleep instead of sitting up in your sofa maybe. So, and again, that probably comes into posture, but again, just to extrapolate that a little bit out, a bit more. Poor posture really covers a lot of things, doesn't it? Let's think about things that we can do then to decrease our pain and increase, I'm going to put life in terms of our vitality. Okay, so what are some things, if these are things that increase our pain and decrease our vitality, what are some things that we can do that's going to decrease the pain and increase our vitality? Stretching. So improving posture. Rest. So rest and recovery. 
Somebody doesn't say chiropractic care. <laughs> so <laughs> Thank you. What sort of professional, Alison? <laughs> so one of the things that I would suggest is that I'm being a bit facetious. Um, sometimes you need manual therapies and body work done to be able to improve whether it's injuries, poor posture and things like that. And then it's making sure that you're picking the right health professional to be able to help you achieve your goals. So for example, I have a lot of my clients that really want to improve their posture but they've gone to their GP who's gone, there's nothing wrong with your posture. It's perfectly normal to look like this. And I'm like, really? That's perfectly normal. Hmm, I'm pretty sure it's not. And I know that there's ways that we can correct that. Okay, so it's making sure you're going to the right person for the right thing. Okay, um, so I am going to be facetious and write chiropractic care because it's my texter. <laughs> um, what else? It might be getting a massage. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about in terms of, and this one will probably pop up in all three, but I quite like the term of self-care in here because sometimes people smash themselves. So what self-care means is doing positive things for themselves. So um, a few of us train at the same gym actually. There's, a, there's some people in the gym that we train at um, where they are very proud of themselves that they smash themselves. It's actually the language that they use. And so... To me, because I'm pain averse, I'm like, I don't want to smash myself. That sounds freaking awful. Why would I want to smash myself? I want to be fit and I want to be healthy. But it's, it's one of those things where being gentle with yourself and actually being caring, caring for yourself physically is also really important. So understanding when you do need to have a bit of rest, understanding when you do need to get some professional help to make sure that you're performing still at your best are all really important when it comes to in, decreasing our pain and increasing our, our life and our vitality. Does that make sense? Our language is something that's really important, and if I don't babble too much, we are going to talk about that tonight. Okay. Is that helpful as far as physical is concerned? Some of you are like, this is really easy, and then my question to you would be, are you doing it? Because it's one thing to know about it, it's another thing to actually be doing it and actually putting it and implementing it into your life. All right, what are some things chemically? So when I mean chemical, I mean anything that we have on us or in us that might be... Increasing pain, decreasing life. Yeah, so some medications absolutely create inflammation. And sometimes the, um, the area that they're helping not, not functioning, that they're trying to help function well then creates issues elsewhere. Okay, what else? Allergies. Allergies, yep. Allergies. Um, poor diet. Toxins. Toxins. So, you know, we live in the Illawarra, blue scopes, how many k's up the road, depending on which the way the wind blows. We've got the sand mine this way. If any of you, I live in Shell Cove, is that our, our back deck is under about that much soot all the time from various building um, that's going on. We then have the pleasure of breathing that in. That's going to put pressure onto our system. Okay, so toxins is obviously really broad. Um, anything we're putting onto our skin that might actually have carcinogens in, in them is obviously also not great. So I'll put down skincare. Yeah, absolutely. Chemicals. All right. But I like it. 
Yeah, that would still, I would still put that under chemical because it's actually, um, sorry, emotional because it's actually set off through an emotion to start with. But I, I like where you're going with it. So alcohol. Okay. So we know there's lots of things that can increase pain, decrease life as far as chemicals concerned. Now, what's really interesting in here, if I asked you all, which I'm not going to, to put your hands up about how many of these are in your daily life, that actually are increasing pain and decreasing life, I would put money on it that for most of you in the room, there's probably a tick next to most of these. Okay, so now please don't get me wrong. Don't go, oh, my God, she's going to ask me to throw out my perfume. She's going to ask me to stop using the deodorant. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm, what I'm hoping to do by doing this particular exercise is drawing your attention to when you start making little changes, how quickly can snowball to create great momentum in how you're now decreasing these pain cycles and increasing your life. Does that make sense? Because what I don't want any of you doing is walking out going, oh my God, I've got to do a hundred things. When the first thing that I said tonight was we want to simplify so that you've got a couple of steps. Okay. So just in case, because I could see some of you bugging out going, oh my God, she wants me to take all this out of my house. Not suggesting it. Um, pick the things that you think are going to make the biggest impact. So for example, in our house, um, I like the perfume that I wear. I know some people would go, I can't believe you still use that particular perfume because it has toxins in it. However, the deodorant I use has no aluminium in it. So I kind of feel like I'm trading it off. Okay. In terms of the shampoo that I use has no sulfates in it. I still get my hair colored because I don't intend to be gray just yet. <laughs> okay. So, and, and I have my hair cut way shorter than what I used to because when I used to have my longer hair at the top, you would already be able to see the serious grays that are going on. I'm hiding them at the moment because it's shushed in a certain way, but I'll be getting my hair colored Saturday week. So I balance it out. Okay. Now some people and more power to you have taken all toxins out of their life and that's awesome but I am not a proponent of going you need to do that tonight because to me that creates stress in your world that's unnecessary start a little bit at a time and maybe just play that well if I do this and I don't do this then it's helpful well that's it for today BQS listeners I hope you enjoyed that third installment of our breaking bad paint pain cycles and stress habits, pop my teeth back in. I'm look for, looking forward to sharing uh, our fourth component of that particular workshop next week. I hope you have an excellent week in the week ahead. Bye for now. Well, that's it for today's podcast, BQS listeners. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, if you would like to subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes. And if you want to stay in touch, check out our Facebook page, The Queen of Stress, or on our Insta, The Queen of Stress. For more information and show notes, be sure to go to thequeenofstress.com to continue our journey together. Hope you have a fabulous week and I'll catch you next time. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.